Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anna Kadeka, and I want to welcome you to Couch Talk. This is an intimate place for intimate conversation to inspire pleasure, gratitude, health, and healing. I am very excited today to be with a dear friend, an inspirational healer, and doc, Dr. Suzanne Bennett. And she is going to share with us her secrets to a flat belly, and plus tell us about her amazing book that she has, and also some amazing testimonials, including within her own life. And this is really a very special topic for all of us and a journey that many of us in functional medicine have found that we end up on because of personal reasons. And you get, I'm just excited to have all our listeners here. I'm excited to have Dr. Suzanne here, and I will tell you more about her in just a second. For those of you joining us here for the first time, I'm Dr. Anna Kabeca. I'm an Emory University-trained, board-certified gynecologist and obstetrician, board-certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine, and an expert in functional medicine, women's health, sexual health, and hormone therapy. I'm a lecturer, consultant, and trainer nationally and internationally, and it's really an awesome uh, pleasure and honor to be here by everyone, uh, with everyone. And as a a disclaimer on my site, because we are physicians talking about health-related problems, I just want to encourage all of you that this information is for educational and informational purposes only, and the information that you hear is not intended as a diagnosis, treatment, or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, and treatment. So please consult a local physician or other healthcare professional for your specific health care and or medical needs or concerns. As you know, this is a live call. So during this call today, we ask for your questions and interaction. Absolutely. Um, you can enter your questions in the box to the right of the slide viewer, and we will do our best to answer them. Tonight on Couch Talk, what we are going to be learning is how to lose your muffin top by addressing the allergy-gut connection, how to restore beautiful, younger-looking skin from the inside out, how to boost your energy without using those caffeine-based drinks, and why lack of sleep can be destroying your health. So listen in here to hear how your gut, to heal your gut and heal your life. So very excited to get a replay of this recording, which you are all going to want. Please go to KebecaHealth.com forward slash couch talk because I know Suzanne and she gives a tremendous amount of information in a very short amount of time. And um, so hold on. We're ready to really give some good information. So introducing Dr. Suzanne Bennett. She specializes in allergies, clinical nutrition, environmental, and lifestyle medicine with an emphasis in pediatric and young adult health care. She is the author of the bestseller, The Seven-Day Allergy Makeover, a step-by-step program providing natural solutions to eliminate allergies and restore vibrant health from the inside out. As a fifth-generation Korean natural medicine physician and one of the country's leading natural, natural allergy specialists, Dr. Suzanne has been promoting natural health for over 24 years. She is the creator of Purigenics, a line of anti-aging skin care formulas, and founder of the Wellness for Life Center in Santa Monica, California. Dr. Suzanne hosts the Wellness for Life radio show and frequently speaks to professional and consumer audiences nationwide. She has been featured in numerous publications and media outlets, including Marie Claire, U.S. Magazine, Women's World Magazine, OK Magazine, American Spa Magazine, Fox News, CBN TV. She's a major contributor to the Natural Child World Magazine and the Huffington Post. At her Wellness for Life Center, Suzanne combines Eastern, Western, and bioenergetic modalities to treat a wide range of patients and illnesses. She is a master at facilitating healing for difficult chronic allergies. Her unique treatment developed through over 24 years of clinical experience and advanced study incorporates natural and functional medicine, subtle immune system modulation and attention to toxic emotional and mental disturbances that can manifest as physical symptoms. Together, these approaches enable gentle, safe, profound restoration that is tolerated by even the most sensitive patients, infants, and children. 
So please visit for more information, drsuzanne.com. She has a special gift, too, that she'll be offering you at the um, during this call as well that we definitely want you all to participate in. Suzanne, it's awesome to be here today. Thanks so Thank much, you. Anna. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we're chatting. Love it. Uh, this is my second time here, and I'm really happy to to just bring it on and talk all about the cool stuff that we've been wanting to hear about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I had to share that picture of us in um, uh, in January this year just uh, with yeah. our good friend, Dr. Alan Christensen. And, and Suzanne is like a role model for sure. She walks her talk, she has fun, she's a wealth of information, and she's a heart-centered healing practitioner. And uh, uh, just a a huge amount of fun to it. (laughs) Right back at at you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Suzanne, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to be a natural allergy expert. And um, really, congratulations on your book. It's one of the best I've read. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Really, it's been the book really came out of my whole experience as a practitioner. And you know, when I first started working uh, many, many years ago, gosh, almost 25 years ago, I was a sports medicine specialist. And you know, back then, I uh, just basically did a lot of chiropractic uh, rehab, physical therapy. And then my son was born seven years into my practice, and that's what changed my life. You know, as a mother, you know what I'm talking about, Anna. Um, mm-hmm. As mom. You'll do whatever it takes for your, your family and your child. And my son, at a very early age, started having a lot of, of allergies, and it got really bad. I mean, his allergies started from skin issues, and he had a lot of, of eczema, but then it got into his lungs, started getting um, uh, allergies in his lungs, runny nose, you know, congestion, all that, and then it became asthma, really bad asthma, and then it ended up becoming anaphylactic reactions. I mean, so for the first year and a half of his life, it was severe. I, I barely slept. And one um, different, one type of condition reacted again and again, and, and I just couldn't understand how and why he wasn't getting any better. The doctors couldn't help it, although they did their best. We did all the creams and all the breathing treatments called, you know, when you have a nebulizer and and we had to go to the hospitals for many times, and he had anaphylactic reactions. So we actually had to carry this this EpiPen. It's like a medical injection injection that I or my husband had to literally inject into our own son to save his life, and it was really horrific. So basically, I didn't sleep for years at a very young age for him. And um, I realized that when he ended up getting a severe reaction, um, to an MMR vaccine. It was a vaccine, a routine vaccine, MMR, which is measles, mumps, rubella, in combination with the chickenpox. He stopped walking at 15 months, and that's what did it. That really just took it to another notch. And I said, there's no way I can do this anymore, and, and I've got to find out how, how to heal my son because he needs to live. He, I want him to live a happy, healthy, and, and joyful life and, and free of these conditions that were just debilitating to all of us. Of course, to him, it was just so severe, and what I ended up doing was I ended up uh, looking at all the different, um, going to school back in, back then it was postgraduate work in environmental medicine and allergies, went back to school, and I found out that there were a lot of things that we were doing. George and I, my husband and I, we were, you know, um, exposing our son to all kinds of things, uh, and, and particularly foods, specifically foods that were causing him problems. And causing him a lot of allergies, and um, and that's the reason why I really started focusing, making nutrition his best medicine, and it made a huge difference. And all the different things that I started learning, I implemented with Cody, and sure enough, little by little, and within um, by the time he was four years old, he was completely free of every allergy he had, and he had severe allergies to mold and latex and bananas and. Uh, you know, fruits, you name it, to eggs and dairy. It was really bad. And now he can eat every one of those, of course. And, of course, he's been he's been free of allergies since he was four, but he's now 19, look, looking amazing, fabulous, and loving life. But it took a long time for me. It was, it was definitely a time where I had to learn all sorts of things. And I had to try things out on him. Sure, some things worked, some things didn't. And, but what I did was I actually put all together. Uh, 24 years of doing all this, and of course I also implemented it with my patients, 
and my patients got a load of all this, and I changed my sports medicine practice to allergy practice, and I've been treating patients all ever since then, and I put everything into my book, The Seven-Day Allergy Makeover, and taught, um, and I, this is what I do all day long now, is I, I treat allergies, and I specialize in particular digestive health and digestive allergies. You know, Suzanne, it was amazing. As I was preparing for our, our time on the couch tonight, I um, had to reflect. Like, when did you know? When did I start on this journey into functional medicine and and thinking about how allergies really um, have such an important effect? And I came across a you know really a journal entry. This was in 2004, where it was you know I was I was fighting the I was fighting the admission of being dairy sensitive. You know, we talk about food sensitivities, you know, food sensitivities being so common, and I know you're going to share with us some of the common ones today as well, but how it can really implicate, uh, you know, have a negative impact on our health. And for me, it's like, okay, here I am trying to do everything right, and I'm still like, you know, I was still weight loss resistant, I was still struggling, and um yeah, as many times as I did the modified elimination diet and I was offering detox and modified elimination diets in my in my practice at that time here in Georgia, I yeah. um, wouldn't admit that I had a dairy sensitivity. I was just like, no, it's impossible. It's against my genetic profile. I'm totally Mediterranean. No one can take cheese away from me. Please don't tell me that. And, and, and it was a struggle. I think it was, you know, four more years after that 2004 journal interview, I finally like, okay, no dairy. You know, I, I saw it in paper, did a food sensitivity blood uh, immunotest and um, sure. finally convinced myself to stop. You know, I mean, it was, it was tug and war though. But isn't it true that sometimes the foods that we are so sensitive to, the, you know, the, this type of exposure just creates an almost addictive desire. And, and I will tell clients, the food that you don't want me to take away from you is the one you're most sensitive to. Have you found that yes. true as well? Oh, absolutely. It's it's incredible how um, much the type of food that we do eat. Americans eat all the things that we love, of course, which is the dairy, the gluten, the sugar, drinking alcohol. All of those really trigger symptoms in you. Symptoms like, you know, low energy and headaches and extra weight, of course, depression even and joint pain. A lot of that um, acid reflux, diarrhea, constipation, you know, even embarrassing gas, all of that bloat is actually triggered by certain types of foods that you are eating. And I call those triggers, those symptoms that we love to actually relieve ourselves by going to the drugstore and, and getting those over-the-counter drugs. I mean, take a look at any drugstore that you go to. There's rows and rows of those over-the-counter um, pills that you can buy and to help those symptoms that regular medical doctors, they don't you really know how to relieve it except using these types of drugs to just mask the symptoms. Acid well, reflux, right? Acid yeah, reflux, yeah. pills, you know, ibuprofen or or the acetaminophen, joint pain. Again, those those painkillers. Uh, you have diarrhea. You you give you you take a drug to stop the diarrhea. If you're constipated, you take laxatives. I mean, it's it's really interesting. All of those 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 symptoms that I'm talking about, I can tell you that we can get rid of it by addressing what you're putting into your body through the mouth, what you're eating, what Absolutely. you're eating. And you in know, my book, The Seven Day Allergy Maker, I explain exactly how, you know, that people really don't realize that actually they're having an allergic reaction, you know, to this food. They, they don't realize it because maybe 24 hours later you start feeling this, oh, I'm so tired today. But it might be because yesterday or last night you drank too much alcohol. You know what I mean? Or had, had too much oh. of a... Damn, oh, but I'm kidding, though. You're absolutely right. <laughs> no, no yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, can't possibly be. No, so totally true. And, um, you know, one thing I want to really emphasize um, for our listeners, this is if you're, you know, taking uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, over-the-counter allergies, Sudafed, Benadryl, Zyrtec, Claritin, if you're taking antacids, I mean, these, those are big red flags. I mean, just pulling that off the shelf is a big red flag that you have food sensitivities, environmental allergies, and toxins. 
and there's lifestyle changes that have to be, um, you know, made, investigated, made, committed to in in a regimen. I want to read um, this one quote. You know, I want to read a a Hippocratic (laughs) quote, and being a a medicine total uh, in love with Hippocrates, right? But um, Hippocrates in 480 B.C. said, positive health requires a knowledge of man's primary constitution, which today we call genetics, and the powers of various foods, both those natural to them and those resulting from human skill. But eating alone is not enough for health. There must also be exercise of which the effects must likewise be known. The combination of these two things makes regimen. When proper attention is given to the season of the year, the changes of the wind, the age of the individual, and the situation of his home, if there is any deficiency in food or exercise, the body will fall sick. And I think that's just incredibly profound. And it's, it's... all through your work and your teaching, and it's an important realization. Let's go back to foundational health and foundational medicine, which is what we call functional medicine. That's so right. we, let's talk about these symptoms. Absolutely. I mean, when we when I look at the number one complaint that I get in my office, including you know different types of allergies, is actually low energy. Low energy. Uh, and to me, if anyone who has nasal sinus, you know, hay fever, that's the first thing they'll tell you. I'm so tired, right? Low energy. Well, today I'm going to share some tips, and I'll go with that in, in a few minutes. But um, I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But if you do suffer from low energy and headache and you have trouble losing weight, you know, um, you also find that you even have anxiety, uh, anxiety, acne, panic attacks, insomnia, all of this is related to your gut. And when you've got inflammation in your gut caused by food allergies, food intolerances, and overgrowth of bacteria, and overgrowth of yeast or candida, candida is another type of of, uh, fungi. If you eat the wrong types of foods that trigger inflammation, like alcohol, alcohol will trigger inflammation in your gut. And, of course, all of those over-the-counter drugs will also cause irritation. That inflammation in the gut over time ends up creating what is called, it becomes porous or more permeable. Another name is called leaky gut. And what ends up happening with that, that's how you can get allergies. Because the gut ends up happening, what happens is that with the, the permeability in the intestine, if there's leakiness, what that means is that proteins and toxins, even undigested food, can cross that barrier, that gut lining, and then your immune system in your bloodstream, and it, it attaches to these toxins, these undigested foods, even bacteria, and it will trigger an allergic reaction. That's why often if you've got, let's say, food poisoning, you ate something bad, you had some bad eggs, or you ended up going to a restaurant and eating a salad and getting food poisoning, and you end up having diarrhea, soon after that diarrhea, soon after that food poisoning, you will start to notice, gosh, I'm getting hives. I'm getting allergic reactions. I'm having nasal congestion or itchiness on the back of my tongue, um, or I get really bloated, you know, from what I'm eating. That is a sign that you might have, um, some permeability, you might have this leaky gut, secondary to uh, food poisoning. So you've got to make sure that your gut lining is strong and healthy. You've got to make sure that we've got to take everything away, everything away that is injuring your gut right now. And if you can get a strong and healthy gut, then you're going to be right, right, right away, you're going to start reducing inflammation, um, you know, I, I'd like to share with you that one of the fastest ways to reduce inflammation of your gut is actually taking probiotics. I love, love probiotics. But I'll tell you what, if you take the probiotics and if you have an underlying bacterial problem, if you have an underlying bacterial overgrowth in your gut and you take probiotics, you will know from just taking probiotics whether you've got an underlying 
a gut issue with an infection or a high bacterial count because you'll get very gassy. Do you have patients like that, Absolutely. Anna? Absolutely. See, exactly. And Those I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to tell you why. A lot of probiotics has have what's called SOS, fructooligosaccharides, and otherwise they're called inulin. Inulin, and these are called prebiotics. Prebiotics is actually food that feeds the probiotics, which are the healthy bacteria such as acidophilus, bifidus, those types of, of healthy bacteria. But if you take probiotics and you start getting gassy, you know what? You've got an underlying bacteria issue which then tells me most likely you've got a leaky gut issue. So we've got inflammation. And there's a series of different things that I don't want to go into it right now because that's a lot of information because I have other things that I promised you that I'd share with you. But I want you to know probiotics is a definite yes to reducing inflammation in the gut, starting to heal your gut so you can have less allergies. Um, and, and more energy, energy, you know. There's so much value to probiotics because we want to reduce inflammation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that paradoxical reaction when you give probiotics and they, they get worse, they get uh, headache, uh, bloated, it's the overgrowth. And um, That's right. then when, you see, when you see that reaction, though, do you treat it with antibacterials, natural herbals? Oh, yes. At first, when that happens, well, there's two things that I do. Number one, yes, we don't, in my practice, actually, I don't use a, a formula that has FOS in it. My supplements with probiotics is, is really ones that I use that are non, it's just straight up, um, uh, probiotics. There are no no prebiotics in it, FOS or inulin. And you can find that in various health food stores. Um, but number two, if they do have an underlying um, bacterial overgrowth, another term is called SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Uh, or if you have literally a, a muffin top, you're so bloated, you're skinny everywhere else, right, but your belly's not. You've seen that. I've seen plenty of patients that are like that. Their legs, and because they're exercised, they're big athletic um, individuals, but their belly is bloated. They've got, they can't get into the skinny jeans anymore, and they look like they're pregnant, right? Those individuals, yeah. they definitely have swelling in their gut. The swelling in their gut, they're inflamed. They're inflamed. So for you want, you want to get a flat, sexy belly, we've got to, again, address the gut issue by reducing the food allergies, such as dairy, gluten, sugar. And I'm talking about all the, you know, um, sugars that we end up having, find even hidden sugars in our food. And all the white food, white rice, white flour, white potato, all of that, um, as well as alcohol. Alcohol is a toughie for most people. Uh, and if you, and a lot of us drink alcohol as for socially, but we also drink it to, to um, relax us going into the evening. Some people think that alcohol actually... Um, calms us down so we can sleep better. But al actually, alcohol activates the dopamine receptors in our brain, and it causes us to be more um, excited. It's an excitatory um, mycotoxin, or I should say it is a mycotoxin, meaning like it's a mold toxin it, because it's fermentable. Alcohol is made from mold, mold fermentation. So, but it, it does activate our brain. So most people... And I'm going to talk about this later, which is, you know, trying to have us sleep better. But most people, uh, once they sleep, they may fall asleep, but they will wake up in the middle of the night, and they won't get deep, sound sleep, you know. And we can talk about that later. But that muffin top, you've got to definitely reduce inflammation. Take your uh, probiotics that are without prebiotics for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, with that, Suzanne, you want to talk about some of the you, – you've mentioned the common food allergies. So talking about some of the common food allergies, you've mentioned dairy, gluten, sugar, and, you know, I have the expression, no white, no wheat, no sweet, and very little red meat, right? And so processed foods and, and things that we've done to food, how it creates this inflammation in our GI tract. So do you want to go over some of the, 
the key symptoms that are like, okay, yes, I'm having a food sensitivity to this, as well as any other of the most common food allergies? Absolutely. The, so the, the, the symptoms that we I talked about, I talked about a little earlier, especially headaches, low energy, joint pain, bloating, acid reflux, gas, um, depression, anxiety, all of those, insomnia are the hidden allergy symptoms. But often, it can also be severe ones. Some people get severe diarrhea. That's what's my problem. I, when I would have any dairy as a youngster, I would literally have to run to the bathroom uh, because I would have immediate diarrhea. Some of it can be very, very volatile. You know, other individuals will have a runny nose. You know, their nose gets all congested. Other individuals, literally, they have hives all over the body when you have severe reactions. You know, and sometimes you have eczema, eczema or atopic dermatitis. And eczema, often you'll see the individuals on the forearms, in the creases of forearms, and in the back of the legs, right? Or even on their scalp. On their scalp, you can get all these itchy, scaly um, eczema patches. And did you know that on our body, on our skin, we also have, as we have good bacteria in our gut, and a good and, and, and a, a complete balance, hopefully balanced flora. We also have a flora on our skin, and different kinds of bacteria that grow on our skin. For instance, the creases that I was just talking about—the crease in your elbow and crease in the back of your knees—majority of the bacteria that grow there are actually Staphylococcus bacteria. And and if you've got eczema. I always find not only do we have fungal, but we've got staph, staph on the, those creases. And, and some medical doctors will use antibiotics to heal those patches, but I don't recommend that because that will, again, rip up your stomach, causing, again, more inflammation, more leakiness, and then you're going to have more allergies. A lot of individuals have allergies to food, uh, food allergies, secondary after they've had antibiotic use. So you remember earlier when we were talking about, well, if you've got SIBO, then what do we do? If you cut, cut food, the foods that you're feeding the bacteria, all the sugars, bacteria and yeast and fungi love bacteria, love sugars. The less sugars you eat, you're actually going to reduce the growth of that bacteria in your gut. So that's one of the ways that I control SIBO or overgrowth of bacteria and yeast in the gut. Another way is I use I do use natural antimicrobial agents such as oregano oil. I really love oregano oil, but oregano oil, make sure that you use it for short term. It's not a formula that you use, you know, more than seven to ten days. Because you can also disrupt the good, the good bacteria as well. I love to use also olive leaf extract. That's a wonderful um, formula that you can use longer term, and it's great for fungus and even viral infections, including bacteria. So, yes, you can do that. But other types of um, symptoms that, you know, again, you're going to see mainly gut and skin reactions, joint reactions, joint pain, and fibromyalgia. If any one mm-hmm. of you have had a diagnosis of fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, which is often a viral issue, take a look at food allergies. Take a look at food intolerances. There's a couple of different difference. There's a difference. Um, there are differences, I'm sorry, between intolerances and allergies. Intolerances are such, you know, the that you don't have the enzyme. You don't actually have the enzyme in your gut to break down the, the proteins of the gluten, let's say, or the, the sugars of the milk, which is lactose. That is an intolerance. And you might have bloating, gas, irritable bowel symptoms, ir- gas, uh, constipation. And as soon as you remove those food items for those intolerant foods, then the symptoms subside, and it, you don't have any disease formula or disease process. That's not the same as um, food allergies. Food allergies, definitely you've got a, um, your body will continue 
often and have these different symptoms. So in food allergies, it's not from just being um, you know, reactive to foods because you're not, you don't have the end of this, really that your immune system um, is reacting to, and that's where the leaky gut comes in. You've got food allergies if you've got leaky gut. So there is a difference between the two. And, of course, celiac disease is a specific condition of gluten, hyperimmune gluten reaction caused by an autoimmune. Your immune system start, starts wreaking havoc to your own gut lining. And literally all these little finger-like projections that you have in your gut lining, they disappear because they're all cut off by your own immunity. And that's when you have malabsorption issues. That's, that's dangerous uh, if you don't recognize that you've got celiac disease because you will lose weight and you'll have a lot of other, um, other autoimmune conditions pop up. Yes. And, Suzanne, when you, um, you know, in your book, The Seven-Day Allergy Makeover, you also talk about how you heal the gut from the inside out. You heal your skin, your beautiful skin, and you, you know, are gorgeous and can share your age if you love to. You can just... Uh, you know, I just, you are so gorgeous. Your skin's amazing. You look decades younger than you are. And we know that, you know, the, the secrets to a glowing complexion is healthy digestion, right? And pretty intestines, pretty skin. So will yeah. you tell us some more of your secrets and how you, you keep your skin looking amazing and transform the skin of your patient to have that, you know, younger, beautiful glow too? That's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to skin, you know, um, Anna, if you ever go to my website, puregenics.com, if you've seen my photo at 43, I'm 52. Yeah. Now, but at 43, you, you saw the deep wrinkles and damage I had with my skin. Back then, it wasn't a food issue as much as I was exposing myself to the elements. What I mean by that is I'm a big ocean swimmer, surfer, I'm always, you know, in some form of extreme weather, the snow and it's windy. I was always in the sun. But I'll tell you what, if you've got well, a you've stronger... You've inspired me. I've just gone to my fridge. I've just gone to my fridge to get your purogenic serum out. Yes. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> like, okay, I'm putting it on as we speak. Thanks for reminding me. Oh, my God. That's the best nice. stuff ever. Thank okay. you. Thank you. What I ended up doing was I figured out that you know what, I know my health, my, the gut has everything to do with the skin because I've never, I mean, I shouldn't say this never, but what I mean is as an adult, I didn't have any acne. And acne, acne, when I was younger, was always from dairy products. And whenever in, and I had acne when I was in high school and, and in um, college because I had the worst, worst diet. I ate pizzas. Domino's especially, because it was the cheapest. Uh, I had um, Parmesan cheese on my spaghetti. I ate donuts, lots of sugar. I had Coca-Cola. I had these kisses, which are chocolates. You know those little kisses? Uh, I had a whole bag of them. I would eat it, and all day long I would eat these kind of sugary foods. And I had my acne back then. And as soon as I cut that out, after learning that it was all from my what I was eating, I realized that your skin has everything to do with what you're eating. So people who've got adult acne, let's look at what you're putting into your body. If you've got eczema, I talked about earlier, again, you want to look at what you're eating and take out those foods. In the seven-day algae makeover, I talk about the seven different foods, the dairy, gluten, all of that stuff. You know, and then... Um, what we want to do is you also want to use the right formulas. When you're cleaning your face, if you're using uh, chemicals, you know, a lot of these these um, cleansers are loaded with chemicals. What I do is I use the probiotic soap. It's called Probiotic Cleansing Bar. And if you can't find one, you can probably find it. It is on my website, um, drsuzanne.com. But Probiotic Cleanser. Remember we talked about you need to restore the probiotics in your gut? Well, you can restore it on your skin. And the, reason, the way you do that is by using probiotic cleansing bar. And the, the way you, you want to take care of your skin is definitely from the inside out. Eating a healthy diet, getting rid of even water. 
did you know that the tap water that we have in, in America, most of it is loaded with chlorine and fluoride, and that causes a disruption in our gut. Chlorine is an antiseptic chemical. It'll kill good bacteria in the gut. So if you drink tap water, it's the first thing I tell people to do is get, if you want clean skin and healthy skin, you got to stop drinking tap water. And there's also fluoride in tap water, which is totally um, uh, affects not only our gut, but affects our thyroid, our sleeping centers. And then, of course, um, with the way you want to clean up your skin is you got to watch what kind of makeup you're using. There's so many chemicals. And on the lipstick, there's even heavy metals such as mercury and lead. So got to take a look at that. And I, I go to the health food store, and nowadays they have all sorts of lovely, lovely makeup. There's um, also uh, uh, mascara and cosmetics and even nail polish. You know, Anna, you've probably seen my nails. I don't, I don't paint my nails because I don't like the chemicals altogether. But nowadays, they're, they're, they have nail polish there out there that's non-chemical based. And take all of your nail polish and your, your um, nail clippers and everything. If you do it at the nail salon, take your own, own little um, uh, nail polish as well as nail clippers and, and the files because over there, it's just notorious to getting skin infection. Right, right, and, absolutely. Right, right, mm-hmm. yes. And I think one of the concerns we got from a, a question from a, a listener tonight, and I just want to appreciate you, Michelle, for texting in, but it's like the question is when you get rid of all these foods and drinks, what's left to enjoy life with? So I put up our, oh, um, our Mexican sombrero that. picture. I'm like there's so much to enjoy life with the array of food that you can eat is amazing and and i i just want to emphasize you know i i hear what suzanne's saying about what she used to eat and that just floors me because i look for her at medical conferences to sit next to her because she has the best goodie bag of treats <laughs> than anyone and we're going to have nuts we're going to have you know i mean it's going to be a great healthy healthy water you know we'll be yeah i totally you know uh, in no denial of anything at any time. So no, I want to encourage know, everyone. It's so worth making this transition, but I understand your fear and concern. Absolutely. And, Michelle, thank you so much for asking because I really do want to share what you can have. There's so much great food available. I am not someone who is vegetarian. I don't. I, I truly believe humans are meant to have some meat, so I have healthy protein, but particularly free-range and grass-fed, as well as anything that's, you know, um, healthier, organic. Everything that's organic in the vegetable scene. I love vegetables, and I eat everything except the mushroom. And I do, um, I do want you to understand that you want to have a plate that's, that's balanced. Half of your plate, 50% should have loads of veggies, right? I like, when I go out, I do not eat uh, salad. Then this is a hard, hard part. I usually eat and ask for people to, to, I mean the restaurants to steam, saute, roast, whatever. All my veggies because I don't like to be exposed to bacteria, as well as fungi. Often these salads that are are made out there in the restaurants they don't wash it. But if you want greens, what I do is I actually ask them to saute it in a little bit of olive oil or butter. And when they saute it, it kills the bacteria and fungi, and you will not get food poisoning ever. I mean, I'm telling you, I've, I've been doing this for I can't even tell you how long. And my favorite um, salad that I ask people, I ask the restaurants to saute is arugula, radicchio, and endive. In Italian restaurants, it's called tricolore. Every Italian restaurant has it. And I, go, I love that's one of my favorite foods. So, again, I order vegetables, and often I just order even side dishes, and I literally assemble my own meal. I order side dishes of veggies, um, saute, uh, you know, brok- um, bok choy and carrots and, and zucchini and squash, and I love, like I said, protein, and I don't eat a lot of it. Just, you know, the size of like a deck of cards or, or your palm the size of your palm, that's all you need of that kind of protein. 
um, because it does stabilize your, your blood sugar level, and it actually gives you a sense of, um, of, wow, I feel full now. And then I also recommend small amounts of carbohydrates, at least half of a cup of healthy carbs. And when you go to restaurants, you can get the healthy carbs if you can ask for, let's say, um, squash. Squash is a healthy carb, sweet potato, brown rice. Quinoa is hard to find, but nowadays, a lot of places now I do find quinoa. And you can make quinoa at home. And if you don't get gassy from beans, you can have uh, beans as well. But sweet potatoes, to me, is one of my favorite, favorite foods. Kobacha. Do you know what kobacha is, Anna? Oh, yeah. I've heard of kobacha. I have made it myself, like kombucha babies all in my fridge. Kombucha. But, oh, the pumpkin. Oh, no, I'm thinking of kombucha. What am I oh, thinking no. of? Kombucha. Kombucha? Am I saying it right? Kombucha drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's is a probiotic drink. But some yeah. people who've got yeast problems, they actually get reactive to kombucha, Anna. Some people yeah, who've yeah. got yeast allergies and mold allergies, they cannot drink kombucha. What I'm saying, kobacha, is that flat um, green pumpkin but that's really orange on the inside. It's, some people call it Japanese pumpkin, but a kobacha is called. It's really yummy. Got to try that. But those are the good yeah. foods. And I really love fats, and I highly recommend yeah. people to eat healthy fats. So by, by reducing the proteins, and increasing the healthy fats such as um, avocado oil, uh, nuts and seeds, and of course nuts and seeds uh, free of peanuts, cashews, and pistachios because those are the moldiest. But I love walnuts. I love sesame seeds, um, a macadamia nut. I love the butters of almond, hemp seed butter. All of that is great for you. And what that does is it really sustains your energy level. You have a, a dollop of, of, you know, um, of uh, almond butter. You really, it really curbs your appetite, and then you, it helps you sustain more energy. I love people to become fat burners rather than sugar burners, and you do that by eating more fat in your diet. I eat a lot of fat in my diet, so I pour on all sorts of olive oils and healthy oils such as avocado and walnut oil and sesame oil on my food. Yeah, and and you're thin, you've got a great body, you're surfing, you're energetic. I mean, those are the things that really make a difference in doing this. And there's no age limit on getting healthy. Suzanne, I want to share the videos with our um, Couch Talk listeners that you've created um, a link. If uh, There's a link on the side of my page. You can just click that here from the Couch Talk page and uh, sign up for Suzanne's free videos on how to heal your gut from the inside out. Uh, and, you know, based on uh, your keys, your five simple steps to transform your body from the inside out, how you do it with your thousands of patients and for yourself. Um, I want to encourage our listeners to definitely follow that link, and uh, we will send that out in the uh, replay information, the replay email that you uh, will get from being on this couch talk tonight. But you can also sign up now, and I want to encourage our listeners, because you did such a fantastic job in teaching with that, that seeing the visual, too, is going to make a big difference. Oh, the videos are fun. The videos are fun. You'll learn on how to actually clean. I teach you all sorts of great things um, about, and there's these two foods that I ask people to, you know, refrain from, and you'll learn a lot about allergies from those videos including how to clean your food so that you don't get the bloat and the gas and and a lot more on healing the inflamed gut. So it, a lot, it will support everything that I'm talking about today. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, talking about, um, it, you know, the inflamed gut. But, you know, you bring up things that we don't necessarily think about. We think, okay, food elimination – but like you said, what am I, how do I clean my kitchen? How do I make over my kitchen? And you teach us how to do that. And, um, you know, what are the things that are hidden? How do I clean my food? What's easy? What's the easy way to do it? Because you're a busy mom working, running a business, a busy wife, and you have all these hats that you wear. So making things simple, understandable, so it doesn't seem so hard. 
That's right. That's right. And once, you know, I always believe that preparation is key to having your a healthy body, actually. I prepare everything. Uh, I And where I live, we have a farmer's market on Sunday, and we have one on Wednesdays, two different locations, Wednesdays and Sundays. And I, I that's where I get all my food, all organic. I only go to the organic um, uh, farmers, and I even get my organic meats there because there is a um, there's a rancher, Novi Ranch Ranch it's called. But anyway, I prepare everything. I allocate time, and one of the things that I I I ask um, my patients to do is just have extra time, 30 minutes after you come back from the farmer's market. Do not stuff your refrigerator of all what you've bought because once you stuff it, you never get to it. <laughs> you know, it's like you get tired, and when you're tired, you'd rather go get takeout. You'd rather buy something on the way home rather than make, uh, having stuff in your fridge. So what I do is I actually prepare everything. Whatever I buy, I prepare it. I clean it. I clean it with my vitamin C crystals, and you, you'll see that in the videos. And then what I put it in, it are, you know, everything is put in glass containers. I have it all ready so that when I get home, I can assemble a really clean salad because it's already washed right away. I can um, uh, everything is cut up so that I can literally pop that in the oven, roast it, whatever it is. Preparation is so important. Also, when you know, now that I've my son is in college, I have an empty nest here. George and I, you know, I we when we have dinner, I make a lot of food for the future. So what I do is I store it in glass containers and I freeze it all, so that if I'm like in a mood for chicken soup with quinoa, I'll pop it out, bring it out from the from the freezer, and I literally thaw it out. In the, in, for all day long in the refrigerator and the evening George pops it in on the, uh, on the, um, on the gas stove uh, or my rice cooker and, and there we go. By the time I'm home, there's like fresh food there. And, I, and if you do it that way, you'll be surprised how quickly your body feels better because you are on a roll, you're, you're in a regimen, you're scheduling your meals, and when you schedule your meals, you have better sleep. When you schedule your meals, you don't have cravings. When you schedule your meals, you'll actually lose weight, and you won't be you won't be hungry. So I I love refrigerators. Did you know that I've got a, two refrigerators in my garage? One is a freezer, just a freezer filled with frozen food that I prepare, and a kimchi refrigerator which is a probiotic. You've heard of kimchi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Korean it's a Korean fermented food and uh, of course you know I'm Korean so it's I have a literally kimchi refrigerator separate because it does smell like sauerkraut but a lot stronger. <laughs> oh yeah, no that sounds fantastic. Where you know and I think you taught me how to make it mix it with eggs and have it for breakfast or something add some greens and um, saute it a little bit, heat it up. So, you know, these are different foods that it's fun to explore with, and I get in and out of habit. I have to comment, you know, when I, you know, when I had taken a year off and traveled around the world, we did a couple home exchanges, and we stayed with this, we actually flipped houses with this um, lovely family in Holland, and they were a family of six, and, you know, mom and dad and four teenagers, like all about between 16 and, and 18. And um, we we stayed at their house, and they had a small fridge. And I I was you know I was like okay, you know I had two I had a fridge and a freezer at home, right? And I said right. okay, so what do you do? And they said well we go to the market, you know they ride we ride our bikes to the market every day and get our fresh food. And we like there was no storage of food either. So you think about decreasing molds, mildews, you know mycotoxins, yes. et cetera. So their food was fresh low food, right, from local farms, yes. local farmers, and they went fresh each day and got what they needed for the day's meal. I mean, there's preparation, of course, amazing involved. But then, um, then there was me, you know, thinking, okay, well, 
you know, you ride your bikes every day, so what do you do when it rains? You know, we're in Holland and it's raining every day. And they looked at me like it was crazy. And they're like, we get wet. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's right. It's a lifestyle. It's creating a lifestyle of health. Absolutely. And what is the priority? Where are we spending our time doing what in order to nurture yes. our body and nurture our soul, right? That's so, right. Um, we forget. We forget the necessities, you know, in different countries, that's exactly what they do. You're absolutely right. That must have been an eye-opener for you. You know, I know that you know, we, I talked about I talked about that scheduling, right? But I also yeah. talk about scheduling how what to eat, you know, the things that you have. Um, and, and if you can make, make yourself a meal plan, that really helps. But the first thing I always do every morning, my husband makes this for me, is my super green drink. And you've got the the amazing light Yeah. Put that in. I put my superfoods in it. I put a acai berry powder. I put um I put chia seeds, sprouted chia seeds. I, I this is a ritual that I've created, you know? And that's a ritual that the people in Holland have been doing. It's so normal, it's just part of their daily activity. And and having you wanna do is you wanna create these rituals also you want to create sleeping rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Sleeping rituals, because sleeping rituals is literally going to help you so that you can get deep, uninterrupted sleep. And I know that I want everyone to know here, I, I talked a little, we talked earlier that I want to help you figure out, you know, why sleeping is so important. And it's because if you don't sleep deeply, you're actually going to have more inflammation in your body. If you don't sleep deeply, you'll actually have a, a more bacteria and fungal growth because your immune system in your gut is weaker. And you will end up being more hungry. I mean, there's so many uh, studies now that they're finding that if you don't sleep enough, then you're going to gain weight. If you don't sleep enough, then the stresses go up and your cortisol, cortisol go higher and you're going to literally gain more fat in your belly have that apple body, right? Right. You know, like are, I'm getting up and taking an extra probiotic, um, applying some <laughs> progesterone cream. <laughs> it's always been for drinking right. oil. <laughs> progesterone definitely helps you go to sleep. And it decreases swelling in your brain. That's right, exactly. You know, there are two hormones in our body that are just people are starting to study the leptin and ghrelin the leptin and ghrelin and and the the ghrelin is what is produced in our gut it literally stimulates our appetite so i always say go away ghrelin i don't want you anymore and then when when leptin actually comes from our fat cells and it signals to our brain saying hey i'm full but if you don't regulate your meals and you skip meals guess what that leptin goes down and when it goes down, you you don't feel full, and you're going to want to eat more food. Studies in, in Stanford University found that. That was fascinating to me, is that if you um, – Stanford, and I believe it was in Chicago as well, uh, University of Chicago, is that when you don't sleep then and the leptin goes down and the ghrelin went, would go up, but also your appetite will go up. How crazy is that? You want more sugar when you don't sleep. So that's how you're going to, you're going to um, help your inflammation go down. Your sleep's going to be your best medicine when it comes to getting rid of that muffin top and bloating. And, of course, when you sleep, you feel like a million bucks in the morning. If I sleep eight hours straight, and that's what my recommendation is, adults need eight, not seven, not six, eight. And if oh you my. get deep sleep, eight hours, and you sleep in the right hours, I don't mean sleeping from 1 a.m. to 9 p.m., 9 a.m. I'm, I'm talking about like 8, uh, 10, 10 p.m. go to sleep and wake up at 6, or 11 p.m. and wake up at 7. Eight hours straight is really key. And by regulating that, then you have good bowel movements in the morning. We've got to have a talk about bowel movement. I can't, I can't go without talking about having a good bowel oh. movement here, Anna. I know, I know, and we have, I know we're running short on time, and we just have, we've had so many questions on the probiotics. Like the one question oh. that comes in is, 
is what about what if they are taking their probiotic and they get the bloated? Um, the concern is, okay, you know, do I just stop it? Do I, you know, what do I do? I would what stop steps it. do you recommend? I recommend yeah. Yes, I definitely recommend my patients to stop for at least two weeks. Stop for two weeks and see. And and I would look into um, into looking at these fermentable carbs. You know, in the videos that that um, well, we're sharing the free gift. And remember the vid- the videos we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I talk about fermentable carbohydrates in those videos, and it'll tell you what to do um, when if you watch video. I believe it's uh, fermentable carbs will be in number three, video number three. Okay. Uh, but definitely, you wanna take a, take away some types of foods that are fermentable carbs. And right now, you know, gluten and dairy, those are fermentable carbs as well. Um, but things that are like gas producing, like the um, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, apples and pears, those have fermentable carbs. You know, and that's an issue. And take that out as well in addition to stopping your probiotics. And for two weeks, stopping it will not harm you at all. It'll just actually um, help you decide whether you've got bad bacteria and an overgrowth in your gut. And look for those FOS, fructooligosaccharides, and inulin, I-N-U-L-I-N, inulin. Any other questions? Oh yeah. Um I think that that was one of the big ones just really how do we take probiotics and you know when when do I take them? But that is one thing. The biggest thing is getting to the root of the gut issues, those food allergies, the food sensitivities. Suzanne, so yeah, again, I just want I know we only have a couple minutes left, but just to tell people how to get more about you and what your your plans are plus you know definitely want to encourage people to get your book and 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 do oh, and, and do more. Well, mm-hmm. if if you want to get the book, the Seven Day Allergy Makeover Book dot com, um, the Seven Day Allergy Makeover Book dot com, there are gifts you can get if you order it through that site, and there are four free gifts. You'll love it, absolutely love it. Four free gifts, and then if you want to, um, uh, please go to the uh, the videos because there's so many, so much information. Lots of value information about how to heal your gut. And, um, of course, you know, Anna, I've got my Heal Your Gut program also. Um, and and that's, that's something that you will find out later on after you watch the, the videos. But there's so much that you can get out of these free videos. I hope that your audience take it, up, take it um, and take a look at them all. And, uh, again, a lot of what I've talked about, but much more detailed, much more detailed in those videos. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And just, again, a wealth of information. So I want to thank you very much. And when we talk about, you know, having that, again, that flat, sexy belly, anything else that when we see, especially in midlife, let's just uh, take a, another couple minutes to address this. In midlife, when we are having that weight gain around the middle, and that is is so stress-related. You talked about the hormones leptin, ghrelin. You know, we know the role of cortisol in there. And what are some of the tips that you teach in in really um, getting, (laughs) trimming that waistline, getting that hourglass figure back? absolutely. So the, the scheduling is key. I find that, Again, you've got to get your body in a really great uh, rhythm, rhythm. It's called circadian rhythm or biorhythm. So you want to make sure that you have great sleep. You wake up in the morning. You have good bowel movement, and I mean big, long ones. Um, also, mm-hmm. really important that you exercise. But I don't recommend doing long, long exercises. I like burst training. And the reason, and then you burst train in the morning, not in the evening. And the reason is is because it really helps re- restore your cortisol function in your body, and it also helps your adrenal. Um, if you do long-term uh, running, let's say, for an hour and a half or whatever, it will burn you out. I love, I love as I'm getting older, my big thing is conserving my adrenal glands because now that I'm into my 50s, I don't actually have a cycle anymore. My menses have, have I, it stopped because it's part of my natural part, but my hormones 
are produced not by my uh, my ovaries. It's produced by my adrenal glands. And we we I know you shared a lot probably about DHEA, right? And the mm-hmm. adrenal glands. Eighty percent of our adrenal glands, um, our DHEA is made from our adrenal glands. So really important that you want to reduce your stress. Reduce your stress as best as you can so that in day seven, literally I have seven chapters in my book. In the last chapter, it is all about reducing your stress, reducing the sympathetic dominance that I call. Because that sympathetic dominance is what jacks up your cortisol. And when your cortisol is high, that's where the weight goes right to your belly. Another thing that we forget to do, Anna, is that we don't give ourselves a lot of love. I mean, like touch, you know, massage, getting our body worked on. And and ask your partners to, you know, massage mm. your body, even massaging your belly. Because in your belly, in the belly, there's a big, big lymphatic system called the mesenteric. And if that's all loaded with toxins, because we do get more toxic as we age. And the more toxins we have, guess where it's stored? In our fat. So we want to do cleansing and we want to sweat and get that that belly massage. You can even massage your own belly. And when you're going to massage it, do it in a clockwise manner. Look at your belly button and think of it as a clock and literally massage around your belly button and out in the belly button in the middle and out in a clockwise manner. You're massaging the mesenteric, and you're going to increase the lymph flow. And by increasing the lymph flow, you're going to de- decrease your toxins. And massage your underarms and your decreases where your hips, uh, your leg meets your body, which is the inguinal area. Massage those areas because that's where all our lymph nodes are. Massage your neck. That's where you get all the toxins out. And when you do burst training, burst training is so important because not only is it great for your cardiovascular system because you're only doing only 15 to 20 minutes of exercise, that's it. Well, guess what? You're sweating like crazy, and sweating is so great at detoxing. Sweating will help you detox your body. And when you detox, you're activating your fat cells to get rid of the toxins. That will get rid of your muffin top. That will help you with your mm-hmm. getting your flat belly. That's what I do. And my favorite is jumping. I'm a speed speed roper. I jump rope, <laughs> speed jump. Nice. You know, so, we're not meant to be um, still, right? Our every cell in our body is constantly moving, vibrating in motion, and so being it. in motion and, and incorporating movement is a, a critical part. And as we talk about healing the body, you know, it's it's fair, especially when talks when we talk about food and our food choices, because we often self-medicate with food, right? And and getting to the bottom of those cravings, those desires, those. Um, and, and we do it. I, I've worked on several of my other couch talks with Amy Serafini for emotional freedom technique. We've talked about tapping, EMDR, different ways to kind of reset our addiction. And I want to Mark Hyman in a. a uh, interview said, we don't realize that our behavior is driven by a biological addiction. And sometimes that is so true. So these food sensitivities, these food allergies create a biological addiction that drives our behavior and we blame ourselves. We, we, you know, uh, or that I would say that nasty bitch on your shoulder is constantly getting you down, right? Saying, oh, yes. you, you know, you, you have no willpower, you know, or you're lazy or you need to exercise more, eat less. I mean, how much more can you absolutely sacrifice? You've got to be a martyr in order to, in order to survive and live healthy, right? Well, just to yes. get that nasty bitch off your shoulder and really re- recognize the positive things that you do and focus on the positive things. What we focus on expands, and I can't emphasize that enough. Number one, forgive yourself. Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get you the tools. And in your um, allergy makeover, you're releasing those addictions, and that is key, the releasing of those addictions, releasing of those cravings. Believe me, when I was married, I remember 
my husband, you know, saying one night, and I was asking him what he wanted to eat tomorrow, and he's like, you go to bed sleep thinking about food, and you wake up thinking about food, and, and that just stunned me. I'm like, I, I never even wow. recognized that. I totally, you know, totally food food addicted, absolutely, and right. you couldn't leave a box of chocolate in front of me. <laughs> and I'm proud to say that the current box has been there about three months, <laughs> but um, it's true, before you couldn't. And right. um, and I want to just give people that that sense of, of re- relief. This is this is an answer to so many of our um, issues, concerns, our, our negative self speak. And um, Aristotle, another quote: Aristotle said, "The soul suffers when the body is diseased or traumatized, while the body suffers when the soul is ailing." So yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean I say more, and it's just a beautiful way to just consider um, honoring honoring your body. Keep getting to the bottom of it. I wish to put my Nancy Drew hat on and let's dig it. Um, and Suzanne does that. I want to just encourage our listeners to to listen to your program, to watch your videos, because you found a beautiful way to get this information out to everyone. And our listeners, you can hear how passionate. Suzanne is about getting you this information, so I encourage you to take part. And I apologize, but I've had a little technical difficulty with my slide not advancing. So, Suzanne, will you give the link for your um, seven videos, uh, your video oh. series? Oh, you mean my, uh, my? Yeah, four video series. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, are you not able to get it? I am. Well, it's on my Couch Talk page. Uh, there should be a yes. link to get Dr. Suzanne's free videos. But um, my um, computer, apparently my memory is full, <laughs> on my computer at least, <laughs> maybe in my oh. head too, but it is, it is um, I'm not able to see my slides, so I don't know um, where we are at on our slides here. So I think I did show, I did show all your slides, and there is on the homepage of Couch Talk the link for um, – um, for your videos, and if you'll just give them your direct link, is it at drsuzanne.com? Oh yes, if it, if you want the direct link, it's drsuzanne.com yeah. forward slash gut videos, gut videos, right. G-U-T videos with an S at the end, and you'll go directly to that. Perfect. Okay, fantastic. Um, I want to thank all our listeners for joining us today. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for listening and joining me here today. And, again, I look forward to having you on my couch again and seeing you in person. Yes, Anna. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to serve your audience. Really loved it. And I really want to help everyone feel better so they can have a life of enthusiasm and energy. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Suzanne. All right. Everyone have a good night. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca signing off on Couch Talk.